Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, we have our millennial panel. So the 20s thought some things get to defend themselves tonight uh, over the last few days. They haven't uh, been getting a lot of emails and responses to other people's emails about the bad behavior of the 20-somethings. So we're going to get give them a chance to uh, talk about their age category, but also want to talk about hookups during the pandemics and dating and singlehood, since they are the ones more likely uh, to be single. But first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. Let me get to some of your questions, which you can send, by the way, by email as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. And next week, I want to have um, a baby boomer panel. So if you were born before 1964 and you want to join our boomer panel next Thursday evening, how about sending me an email to laurie at drlaurie.com and letting me know that you are interested and we uh, will see what we can do. We have room for two people on our panel because that's all we can do remotely, uh, two, two different phone numbers. And, um, but other people, of course, are, are welcome to call in. So let me get some questions first. Is it possible for a man having a broken penis or is it just a situation created for a comedy TV series. Oh no, it is a real thing. Now understand the penis, there's no bone in the penis. So it's not like a broken bone that you cast up and, and, you know, mend in in that way. So it's not exactly that. Uh, penises can snap. Like there is a, uh, you hear a popping noise when it breaks, so to speak usually happens with rigorous sexual activity, rigorous intercourse where you miss the entrance or something happens in, in, in that way. A guy will know when that happens and they should be seen in the emergency room when that happens because otherwise scar tissue can form if it is not taken care of um, and, and then you can get even worse problems when, uh, when scar tissue is formed. Uh, let me see. Uh, on the other night, subject of women not feeling good after casual sex as compared to men. And I think I might, might bring this up to the millennial panel as well. There are plenty of women who avoid this sadness by going on vacation to places where they feel anonymous so as to be promiscuous without judgment and actually don't want any connection to their boy toys. In this way, they get to be to enjoy hookups the same way men do. It's all in the mind. Gender double standards disappear under the right circumstances and it proves women can enjoy the physicality of sex just as much. I think cultures which strictly limit women's behaviors know this truth and want to keep men content in preventing women from cheating as much as men do. Maybe if it's a, a control thing, the, the reality is that <laughs> almost as many women cheat as, as men do. So trying to control their sexuality, but you're right. In many cultures, uh, women's sexuality is controlled. When you hear about cultures that practice, um, female, uh, circumcision, for example, that's all done to control female, uh, sexuality to take away their pleasures. They remove the clitoris. They remove the, the labia. I mean, it, it is really used to control 
um, to control women. So there is that. Uh, but it would be interesting to to hear from our millennial panel how they feel about casual sex as well, and if they would fit into that category, especially the our female Leah will uh, will ask her that question. Uh, someone wrote in, have started listening to your show at night and think it is amazing, and agree how everyone seems to be a community. It's nice and comforting to see this. Thank you for making it possible. So yes, this is very much. A community. We are our own little community. So I appreciate it. I think you appreciate it, and um, and we're all here for each other. And we feel it. We we all can can feel it. Uh, I know you have had the millennial panel on for some time, but I remember you had a boomer panel on, which was far more interesting and informative to listeners who I think are your core audience. The millennial listeners will have the benefit of the experience of boomers. Millennials have little to nothing to offer to boomers. And if I may add from last night's show alone, male millennials have a lot to learn. You know, I think everybody has something to offer. I, I kind of disagree. I, I, I'm a very curious person and I like to hear from all age groups. And I think everybody has something to offer, some glimmer, glimpse into their world, uh, I think is important. I have kids in their 20s and I'm always curious to hear about their lives how they live their lives how their friends live their lives I think there everybody does have something to offer so I I, I disagree with you uh, on that I think that older people can benefit from hearing a younger people's experience of life and younger people can certainly learn from an older person's perspective um, on life as well so uh, just again, to repeat, if you are interested in being part of our millennial panel, then uh, email me to laurie at drlaurie.com and we'll, uh, we'll consider you as one of our, uh, our panelists. So we, I need two panelists, but then everybody else uh, who wants to contribute can do that uh, by phone. And you can also give me some of your topic ideas as a boomer, what concerns you and that would be something that you can share with me in terms of that so let me know what concerns you as a boomer so born before 1964 would qualify you I'm at the tail end so I was born in 64 I'm the last year of the uh, the baby boomers Dr. Laurie, I just want to say thank you for your show, Passion, so someone else who's uh, part of the community. Um, you are inspirational and a light in my life. That's so nice to hear. Uh, your show has helped me with my 14-year-old son and my 11-year-old daughter. Um, we seem to be much closer. We were out playing games today and had lots of fun. I explained to them about school and asked them what they thought. They want to see their friends but enjoy my homeschooling. Way to go, mom teacher. Uh, about three hours a day, and I'm in contact with both their teachers, and they are a great help. Your one-hour show is not long enough. <laughs> I'm finding it more difficult as time goes by, read this pandemic, but you seem to make it okay. Well, I, I hope that our community here can be of comfort to people because I know this is long, and every day that goes by and every week that goes by, it just feels never ending, this whole thing. I mean, we're, we're into what, like week nine uh, of, of this and confinement and social isolation and all of this. So it, it's taking its toll, there's no doubt. And please, you should 
if you need help in coping, there's no shame in that at all, at all. And there are uh, therapists and counselors and coaches who are on, who are ready to help virtually. Of course, we're all doing our work virtually these days, uh, but there you have access. So reach out, you can reach out to me and uh, we can talk about it and I can tell you where you can go if you need a referral or you, uh, you want a, con- a consultation with me, that's okay too. Just let me know. Email me anytime to lori at drlori.com. And reminding you again, if you're a baby boomer and want to be on our panel uh, next week, then uh, email me your interests, some topic ideas maybe, some things you'd like to talk about, and we will make that happen. But coming up, we'll go much younger. In their 20s, Leah and Michelle will join us as they uh, represent, in part, the 20-somethings, the millennial panel. That A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's our millennial panel tonight. We're actually uh, searching for our male millennial uh, here, but we do have Leah with us. Leah Longroy Ayub. She is single, 27 years old. Hi, Leah. Hello, Lori. How are you? I'm good. It's not fun to not be able to see you and hug you, and you're a very huggy, kissy kind of person, so (laughs) don't you miss that? I was joking around, actually, with the guys from the gym that I was going to literally sleep in my car in front of the door (laughs) the day before they reopened so I can mass hug everyone. Yeah, that may may be a while until that happens, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So listen, um... On the show in the last few days, men in their 20s have been getting a really bad rap from our listeners. And I just want to share one text message here. And I want you to respond. Not that I want you to represent every single person in their 20s, but your own experiences with at least men who are in their 20s. It was absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're trying to get through. Michelle's trying to uh, to get on here, so we'll see if we can get him uh, hooked up here. Uh, all right, so uh, this person writes, it took me, I know, I've been an occasional listener since I have been in Montreal, which has only been the last three years. I was born in London, England. I'm a university professor and have taught in the UK, Australia, United States, and currently in Montreal. The issue of men in the mid-20s on your show caught my attention. I can say with my travels and experiences that men in their mid-20s here are by far very immature compared with their counterparts in other countries. I have noticed a high level of arrogance as well. However, the women in the same age group are about the same as everywhere else I have taught in the world. If I had to make a comparison, I would say the average man here between 24 to 28 have the same maturity as a 20-year-old male elsewhere. Um, it is a personal observation, yeah, I... but obvious one I made, and I thought you may find it interesting. So that's one person's observation, but there's been a lot, a lot of people writing in, actually, um, with experiences with uh, young, like, 
you know, early 20s being rude and arrogant and lewd uh, and just kind of uh, overall uh, a little bit nasty. Now, I said, how could we make a general statement about everybody? But then I figured, okay, well, we have you, uh, we have a couple of 20-year-olds on the line and uh, let's see if, uh, you know, if, if this has been your experience. I'm just trying to... Uh, I mean, what do you think? Um, I mean, for me, like I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst person to comment on this. Why? Because in the last few years, um, mainly the people I've hooked up with or had any adventures of any type were absolutely not people from Montreal, which is really ironic that this is coming in from your listeners, right? From someone um, else. I'm, but that's it's also like a personal aspect like I was really hooking up with people out of town because I wanted it not to last like I was in another headspace I didn't want a boyfriend okay but um I mean I I find that it's a definite generalization I don't think that women are much better in our group of age I think that Montreal dating pool right now is very much like try it throw it and I don't think that it's fair to generalize that the men are are worse than women in that category. I, for one, do not date them, but I have several groups of guys um, that are like brothers, complete family to me, and they probably would say the same about women. That what? That, that the arrogance, age. the arrogance, and the, the arrogance of you know. Well, I don't need you. You don't need you know. Like if it's if it doesn't work out, it's fine. Or just like not really put in the effort. Oh, I'm not even trying to. I'm not even talking about in dating. Let me just bring in. Uh, uh, Michelle, Michelle. Uh, Michelle Ede is with us. He is single. He's 25 years old. Hi, Michelle. I'm glad we finally uh, managed to reach you. <laughs> I am so sorry. I literally, I was staring at my phone and I was like, I'm so confused. See Why technology. I, anyway, it all worked out. So don't worry about yeah. it. We're talking about, we're talking about men in their twenties. They, okay. on this show, in our community, our passion community here, people have been writing in and have had several experiences with uh, rudeness coming from uh, young, like people in your age category, basically, generally from men who have been lewd, arrogant, rude, and uh, and people seem to like who are writing in. We're we're kind of saying, well, this is their, this is how men are here in in that age category. And I was like, I, I'm not so sure. So I'm glad that we kind of have two people in their twenties uh, to be able to. State your case if, you know, uh, talk about the other guys. Like for you, Michelle, in terms of your friends and, and everybody around you, do you find there's an an, uh, an arrogance and a disrespect for um, people in general? From people in general? And not so in the dating really... world. Like not in, you know, just lewd and disrespectful or rude. Is this what your experience has been? I've always been the kind of person that believes that you get what you put out. So in my experience, I'm always that, I guess you could say dummy, that's telling people, I feel like everyone's so nice. <laughs> and it, it could just be because they're being nice to me. It could be. But okay. I feel like I try my hardest when I meet people, new people, to make them feel comfortable around me, whether it be by me kind of not making a fool out of myself in the beginning, but making it clear that I'm not taking myself seriously and that I'm not this like pompous guy that's going to judge you for being who you are. And I, I feel like it allows people to open up. So most of the time, I find people pretty nice. Okay, so that's <laughs> not you. You're not going to make lewd comments to people and you're not going to be rude and disrespectful to people who are even older than you. 
No, and then I find I don't get it in return. Like, but I have to say, being the way I am, when the by off like the off chance that someone is rude, I freak because I'm like, excuse me, I was very nice to you. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it can that. be surprising, right? When it's it's like a disbelief almost that people can be. I I get that when when I see people being mean, I'm like. I can't believe people are like that. I mean, I should believe, but I it, it's it's hard to sometimes um, see that, you know, or, or maybe we just don't want to see it. But if we're talking about Montreal, I have to say that um, in all my travels, I have I always say that I think Montreal people are a lot warmer than um, yeah, we, we're given credit for. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Michelle has a valid point that if and I mean, he does sound like a very warm person. And so are you, Lori, and so am I. I feel like we're not exposed to people reacting that way to us because we're not putting that out there either, and we wouldn't really accept anybody to be rude to us regardless. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where it's coming from from the from the listeners, but I personally don't feel – I mean, I travel a lot as well, and, like, I don't feel um, any differently about it that the people here are, are colder oh. – and more immature, and more immature. No, Do you I find, find guys I'm excited in the... to come home. I love my people. I love Montreal. I feel like there's a culture in Montreal, men and women, that is very warm and very welcoming. And it's uh, I've never honestly had that experience, regardless from dating or not. Hmm. Uh, I like what totally. this text, Michelle, you're going to appreciate this one. Uh, this texture writes in, not all young men are rude, only the straight ones. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and someone else writes, I like that guy Michelle's happy attitude. Yes, if you know Michelle, he is a happy guy. <laughs> Mr. Positive is is what we can call you. And I'm I'm just happy to, sh- to to be able to show an example that hey, not all twenty somethings are are like that. I get you. Some people just have bad experiences, unfortunately, with rudeness, and it's not it, it's not representative of an entire age group i think no i, I mean if i had to um given a rough estimate you know average age of the person who's been rude to me in my life i couldn't because i feel like if you're rude you're rude it doesn't matter how old you are yeah <laughs> you and I, i'm not sure if it's about being rude to you but more about do you notice in within your peers whether you may be a, a fine gentleman, but within your peers, do you see them being, you know, more immature or arrogant or whatever you want to call it? Well, the trend I see in my age group is a lot of insecurity. I think um, people in their 20s are so insecure, including myself. And I think we all have different ways of handling it. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times, um, people's way of handling their insecurity is to either uh, put on a bit of a show. Yes. Uh, okay. There you go. Seem a little cocky. Um, seem a little arrogant, perhaps. And some people's uh, ways of dealing with their insecurities are even to put people down to make themselves feel better. There you but go. I've gotten that from older people, too. I've right. had bosses do that to me. Right, right. So I, I think you nailed it, first of all. If people, if young people are rude and arrogant, it is, the, I think it's a, that, that basis of insecurity is, is probably there. You're probably right because we know this just from studying bullies, for example, whatever age they are. But uh, there is that, uh, that basis. But it also is not necessarily an age 
related thing. Uh, this texture writes, I have to work with the younger generation at times. Um, he's an older guy. I must say some things they say is nothing short of questionable when it comes to women. I tell them there are two ways to learn the easy way and the hard way. And you will learn the hard way, but the young women are far more in the know. So he seems to think that the younger men tend to be clueless about women, whereas women are more in the know. Uh, Leah, would you agree with that? Um, I feel like there's just less of a culture of wanting to get to know uh, fem like females and, and men in general in the whole so, dating pool are just discussing them or whatnot. So We'll talk guess, about the dating pool coming up, actually. We're, we're going to stop for our, uh, our news break, but talk about the dating pool, hookups during the pandemic, and how bad casual sex can be uh, for women and see if these millennials agree. Pleasure and the politics to the hangouts and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion CJD 800. Tonight it's our millennial panel. Lea Longlayub joins us. She is single, 27 years old. We have uh, Michelle Eid, who is single and 25 years old, joining me. Now we've been talking about the arrogance and rudeness of the younger generation, which I'm not saying is a given, which several of our listeners have complained about, which is why this keeps coming up. Uh, and uh, Texter writes in, I think too many young men get their cues from gangster rap and other negative music video images. Being tough and misogynistic is what they think equates with success. This is a societal problem which needs to change. So I don't know if this is something you can respond to, but I'm thinking back to, I've got to dig back pretty far when I was in my 20s and I'm thinking is this not a generational thing as well you know that 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 maybe hasn't changed so much like we maybe have wanted to see more changes and maybe it's not there I don't know maybe we still need more generations of uh, teaching men differently I'm, I'm not sure Leah is there anything you want to add to that um, I think that we definitely need to bring back the romance, the less tough look, but I don't feel in any way, shape or form that my guy friends that are in their mid twenties, late twenties are ruder than let's say my brothers that are in their forties were, right. okay. uh, you know, like I, <laughs> it's the same vibe. It's definitely more romance, more communication. It's, it lacks, I guess, with, uh, I, I, a certain age group. Right. This texter says it's interesting. Maybe you can respond to this. As an outside observer, I wonder if people are confusing rudeness with a sense of entitlement. It seems a common thread with male and females alike. I really don't understand the valley girl, that's an old term, man, the valley girl mentality of young women using like four times in each sentence. It smacks a lack of education <laughs> okay, so well, doesn't doesn't saying bro do the same thing doesn't yeah i guess what when people say bro you mean well men say bro a lot more than women do and men say um i don't know there's other things that men say that maybe women don't say as often um and we don't we don't you know give them some rude valley girl type thing and try to be condescending you know right right i think also it's it's a generational thing in terms of language too right like in my day nobody said bro 
<laughs> like that. For sure. That wasn't the a term that we we use necessarily, and I'm not sure if and and back then, of course, the Valley Girl was what we that was the thing. Oh, you're such a Valley Girl, and then they would you know mimic that kind of girl talk or or whatever. So it's all you know. And this this person writes: Young women get their cues from negative celebrity images, which promote female lack of self-respect and pandering to men's usage of women as mere sex objects. Again, it, it's um, it's that double standard. And I want to talk about the double standard when it comes to casual sex. This came up in the earlier in the week as well. I was looking at a study that um, examined the effect of casual sex on uh, on men and women. So now I want you both to, to respond to this. But compared to men... Women said they felt more lonely, unhappy, rejected, regretful, and felt more negative feelings about themselves and were more concerned about being negatively judged by others when it came to casual sex. Men said that they felt more sexually satisfied, happier, confident, content, and their mood improved with casual sex. So who wants to take on this one? Um, how about I throw it to Leia first, okay? As a woman, do yeah, you so do you res- Yeah. So I um, you know this with me. I have uh, older siblings, mostly men. I've seen girlfriends come in and out of our family home as they were teenagers. Um, the reality is that the culture now has become that it's more acceptable to have casual sex. Mm-hmm. The women, in my opinion, have gone onto the trend because it's almost as if you do not get that man interaction unless you abide to that, unless to that you're vibe willing. of mm-hmm. casual sex. So there's there's this concept of like being comfortable with that, which I sincerely disagree. I'm in a I'm in a large group of girlfriends. We're five girls. It's 15 years. We're best friends. All the casual sex we ever had were on vacation that we knew there was no option of meaningful anything. Okay. Being in the island of Montreal where we live, where we were raised, brought up, whatever, none of us have been comfortable with that concept because we've always said we didn't want to have to run into these people. We didn't want to have to deal with them potentially falling for someone else, so on and so forth. Now, on the version of the men, what I've seen from my guy friends and just friends of mine from work or, or whichever is that it's become permitted to a point that it's exciting to them to know that there's no hard feelings after a consensual mm-hmm. casual encounter they obviously know i mean the ones that i speak to obviously know that women add more emotion to the sexual act but there's definitely a non-spoken rule of well this is what it is now you knew what you got yourself into. There's definitely that happening a lot. So the, women are becoming a little bit more lenient towards it, but I don't think that they're comfortable with it. So I they're really not happy think. about it. So you agree no. with, with the results of this study? 100%. That... Okay. And I feel like men are definitely enjoying the fact that it's an unwritten rule where they know the women's not comfortable at 100%. We want more emotions. We want more validation. Uh, from the act but for men it's definitely more exciting for them because they have less explaining to do it's Mm -hmm. become definitely a 
an unspoken rule. So definitely a double a double standard there. And and just to uh, echo what you said in about uh, vacation, somebody else wrote in. It's true that women absolutely enjoy emotionally unburdened sex and flying to exotic locales for sure adds to the spice and distances the emotional attachment. Our supposedly enlightened Western world culture is still quite misogynistic in a lot of ways. The more that women can do and enjoy what they want happily and safely, the better off we'll all be as a society. And luckily, I think we have to worry way less about rude women aggressively sexually harassing guys than guys doing that to women these days. That's definitely Definitely. true. Michelle, what do you think as a guy? Okay, well, what I think about this is that this has everything to do with the belief systems that were instilled in men and women growing up. Men were always told that the more women they slept with, the cooler they were. Men Mm -hmm. were always told that the less emotional they were, the cooler they were. Right. It's almost like society told men that um, the more sexually desirable they were, I guess, or the more sexually desirable the women they slept with were, the cooler they were, the more points they had, let's put it that way. Right. Whereas women were sold the fairy tale their whole lives. Women were told, um, if you're Cinderella, you're, that means that you're doing well. So both hmm. of these belief systems are conflicting because men are looking for those points and women are looking for the fairy tale. I mean, right. I'm not saying that this is actually what everyone takes right. from it. What I'm saying is that's what society yeah. kind of grooms us to Yes, believe. and and as one, right? te- one texter wrote in actually the other day, we are brainwashed from very young to not be promiscuous or else be shamed, whereas men are applauded for scoring as much as possible. This is a societal scam which benefits men and supposedly totally. keeps women faithful to one man totally. while men have permission to play the field. And this happens oh across God. cultures, unfortunately. This is something that hasn't yeah. changed, right? Yeah. It, it's, it seems I mean, to yeah, not have changed. What I what I would add to that last comment of the of the listener that wrote in is I agree at a hundred percent that there is such a thing as casual sex. There is such a thing as uh, consensual sex, even for a woman to enjoy fully. The reason why, this is what I would add, the reason why we prefer it, and I'm generalizing, I can't generalize for everyone, mm-hmm. but for most women, especially from 20 to 30, where we're kind of stressed out about having kids, but not really, mm-hmm. and we kind of have a free pass with that, is that we know that we can never have this conversation with this person. Like, it's never going to be offered. We obviously know it's not this is going anywhere. anywhere. Right. Okay. When well, it's in, yeah. Coming up, I want to talk about dating right now during the pandemic and how you both are faring. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. We've got our millennial panel on tonight, Leah Longoyoub. She is a single and 27 years old. Michelle Eid is single and 25 years old. We've been talking about all kinds of things, especially about the younger uh, generation, which I'm, I'm always fascinated to hear how they, they are living out their youth. 
uh, compared to the way I lived out mine or we lived out ours. I just want to share a couple of texts here. I'm in my 40s and just can't stand listening to some of my colleagues in their 20s. They constantly use the word like in conversation. I've made it my mission to make sure my nine-year-old daughter does not use that word meaninglessly. Another one says, today's youth don't appear to place much emphasis upon integrity and respect, let alone courtship as compared to yesteryear and then JD wrote my son who's 13 introduced me to his Fortnite friend I put on the headphones and the kid says I effed your wife to him imagine uh, so uh, talking about some of our experiences with youth but then I'm wondering you know did our, our generation think the same th were we the same then and did the older generation think that of us so I don't know how much of that is uh is just a generational thing. But anyhow, let's put that aside. I want to ask Michelle and Leah, how are you doing being single and are you are you are you dating? Like I've heard from a lot of young people who are actually going out on dates even during the pandemic. So I'm just wondering what you guys are doing. Um, Leah, you could start. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies <Yeah>. first. <laughs> um, I actually went back on a dating site. Okay. So you know this is me. I like to enjoy going on and off, and then I meet someone, I speak to them on a more regular basis, and then I, I really focus on that. So I found someone on Hinge, which I prefer as an app, if that's a scoop for anyone. Mm -hmm. And he was wonderful, and it was really nice to have somebody to talk to for three weeks. We're talking like FaceTime twice a day, uh, so on and so forth. I was actually staying with my parents, so I didn't meet with him during those three weeks. Okay. I just recently got back to my condo to start work again. Um, it was really nice. It was really, really nice. I also know very well that this person was talking to several other people. Okay. Uh, I don't think I want a boyfriend on a dating app from the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people are going on there out of a complete boredom. Okay. And I don't really want my love story to be that. I find it really <laughs> irresponsible that people are meeting up and spending time together during this pandemic. Like in real know, life. In real when life. When we all know we should be staying home, you know? Right, right, right. And having sex. Some, there are hookups during the pandemic, too. Oh, I'm aware. So oh, are you? Okay. Is this going to, on? Okay. So I, I didn't participate in the shenanigans, but the person I spoke to, um, we ended up leaving it as is. And he was very open with me that within two or three days later, he was already talking to someone else. In a, like, we stayed friends, mm -hmm. which is why I know this. Okay. And within two or three days later, he found somebody else on the app. And he's, me at the moment, having <laughs> sexual intercourse with this person. <laughs> so, yes, it is true. Online dating is out of control more than ever. People are completely bored. I, I get it. If you live at home, you don't really have family to go see within social distance norms, things like that. It is understandable that you need that that validation by being in contact with someone. Okay, but actually having sex with someone during these that times? That is completely inappropriate. Okay, what do you think, Michelle? What's going on in your circles? Oh, I'm <laughs> my dating life is the same as before this started. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> honestly <Michelle>. <laughs> when it comes to digital, I'm going to be real. Um, I take it for what it is, which is, which is I see it as like a like or a, a sweet DM of someone being like, oh, you're hot. And like, 
it's cute. Yeah. Makes me feel a little nice. Mm-hmm. But even before Corona, um, I'm not going to be going back and forth with you on DM for weeks. It's like, you want to go back and forth for two days and then go on a date? Cool. But I don't want to fall in love with you on my phone because it's you're falling in love with something that isn't even real. Right. Um, so body true. language, chemistry, you can't feel that through a phone. So... Can, can say, you feel it? Can you feel it two meters apart? Oh, no. What I was going to say is <laughs> all this to say, I wouldn't want to engage with someone unless I knew I could end up seeing them. And I'm definitely not going on dates and seeing people during this pandemic because it's irresponsible. Um, so, no, I'm definitely I'll, as, as if I wasn't already on pause, I'm even more, more on pause. pause <laughs> right. And I just want to make a little side note for our listeners to take note. Here are two people in their mid 20s who are very responsible, uh, not acting in an arrogant fashion, thinking they're better than anybody else and they're invincible and won't catch anything. They're I just want to point that out because <laughs> compared to what we've been hearing about the 20 somethings like this, this needed to happen here. We needed Thank to you, hear Lori. from you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I, um, I just think that at the end of the day, I liked what Leah said about like, I don't want that to be my love story. I don't want it to be my love story either. Um, I think it's kind of cool, that... no? Lo- lo- love in the time of Corona, like it would be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> we, I met the love of my life online, you know. If during you only knew how many people are talking to each other at the same time right now. Oh yeah, yeah. You I would know. Oh, if you'd like to point out, like... up... sorry. Go ahead, no, Michelle. No, I'm, I'm good. Go ahead, Michelle. No, I was just gonna say the only thing I have noticed is that um, people are trying to DM more now yes, i think yes i think the boys are bored and mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they want to flirt because they're bored um so yeah i have noticed that people are a little bit more willing to dm somebody and so for, for and our listeners who don't know fun. dm is direct messaging but what about video uh video conferencing video chats I'm not letting one do that with me. It's not happening. You're not doing that? No? Okay. Not with strangers, with my friends, yeah, but I'm not meeting someone over FaceTime. I just don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Leah, you've had a few FaceTime dates, right? It was three weeks, constant, three times a day. And it was really with somebody that was incredibly smart, uh, driven. But? funny no whatever I'm not gonna date the guy there was different factors you know how I am I don't date I don't know how to date so I like as soon as it got to a point where it got like more emotional and I knew I couldn't actively date this person in the moment I I put it on hold and then two days later he found someone else so I clearly made the right decision but that's what I'm trying to say Yes, it would be ideal to say COVID love or whatever. Like, you know how people are saying COVID babies, COVID yes. love. COVID, COVID divorces, COVID yes. divorces, exactly. I don't want that to be my story. I don't want to be an option because it was a time where a lot of people were focusing Lonely. on just getting out of that boredom. Right. I'm not I'm not just a boredom, like reliever. That's I'm, an, that's I'm interesting. more than that. I find that's an interesting um, definitely more perspective, than, actually. Yeah, that I, I want to be more than a swipe. Yeah, I want to be more than uh, than just because you were bored, kind of thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes totally. a lot of sense. Totally, and even like for me, I'm pretty old school with this. I've I love when the first kiss is 
in a or like is in a really um cute romantic kind of setting and i like a nice first date who's cinderella like, now I, who's cinderella now michelle i <laughs> love it I have, me and i've i've always been but what i was gonna say is i am a sucker for um like old school simple like rom- romance right and maybe it's not simple maybe it's actually extra but right. i love that stuff and i don't want all of my first conversations with someone to be on FaceTime. I don't want it to be like okay. that. I want all my first conversations to be like under the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Such a romantic. Oh my I goodness. It. I love it too. It's great. You guys, you're the best. Love you. Miss you guys. And uh, Michelle, I, uh, where can people uh, know, find out a little bit more about you? You're an actor, right? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what? At this point, um, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok, well, a lot yes, of our I listeners do. have no clue what TikTok is, but okay. I love TikTok. No, no, I love TikTok. It is so much fun. I'm such a big fan, and uh, lately my TikToks have been doing well. So follow me on TikTok. It's Michelle Eid, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-I-D-D. I'm adding you. <laughs> All right. Please Mi- do. Michelle Eid on TikTok, Leah Ayub on TikTok. <laughs> no, <laughs> for me it's Leah Living Life, TikTok, Instagram. Leah Langro, on Facebook. Also, quick shout out. I uh, am a business manager for Subaru Montreal. It's five years. We are open for online sales. So okay. feel free. <laughs> I, li- I, I like your little ad there. That's good. <laughs> I always do it. My boss loves me. Of course. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. We will be in touch again soon, okay? Be well, stay safe. Love you too. All right. Bye bye. -bye. (laughs) That's it for me. That's it for us. Uh, They're great. Really, uh, really sweethearts. Our millennial panel will be, uh, no, our boomer panel will be next uh, next week. If you're interested in uh, in being on the uh, on the boomer panel, why don't you email me, Lori at drlori.com and. We'll see. Maybe I'll make it on there. Uh, So thank you for spending your time with us. Uh, Thanks to our technical producer, Chris Aiken, tonight. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O, or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.